0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Seeking Life podcast, learning to pursue a life of eudaimonia. That's generally our goal here. I'm your host, Shaler Kino. This is episode seven, The Illusion of Relative Truth. Hello, everyone. Welcome back this week. We're going to go ahead and just jump straight into things today. So last week, when I was talking about virtue, I made one general appeal to morality And I told you that I wasn't really going to get into that and talking about morality because we hadn't discussed that yet. And we're not going to quite get into morality itself today, but we're going to start laying the groundwork for that. So today we're going to be focusing on truth and specifically in regards to some different perspectives on what truth means and how we approach truth and the whole idea of relativism because that's extremely common today. I'm going to go ahead and talk about that some and then just see where we go with that because without truth in some form or fashion, we can't really ever go about approaching any of the things in life correctly and there are a couple different ideas as to what truth means and those different ideas will make you approach things differently. So we'll look at some of those and then we'll end up going down and I'll explain the truth about truth. I'm going to start just by discussing relativism so relativism is something that's pretty common and it's very much related to truth and how i'm going to define relativism is that it's the belief that reality affects different people in different ways so understanding reality is up for personal and unique interpretation that's what i'm going to be using whenever i talk about relativism that's what i mean this is a pretty commonly held belief. Uh, notice that I'm referring to this as a belief in this regard. And it exists in such prevalence in our culture and society because it plays to what we think should be right. And like things like that, it allows us to respect other people's opinions and it allows us to try to work coherently as a group, especially when we have lots of different understandings of what right action means so typically what then people end up going to is this form of relativism where different people can have different sorts of truth so that's that's something that is really prevalent in our society today and i i understand the value of it and i understand what people are trying to do whenever they're talking about relativism and trying to be more relativistic but I think that no one would go ahead and truly say that they're a relativist. That's not really a term that we want to identify ourselves by. Because if you're doing that, if you're really truly being a relativist, that would mean that you don't think any of your ideals of what you hold to be true apply to anyone else whatsoever. That would mean that whatever I see and understand is true isn't necessarily what other people see and understand is true, and that's okay. They're allowed to have their own interpretation. And most of the time, people use this on smaller. I say smaller. That's kind of a weird way to put it. They're very important issues as well. But normally, if people are going to be relativistic, they try to keep it in regards to situations that only affect yourself. That's the key qualifier that's normally put on relativism is that we should be relative in regards to our beliefs as to what is true so long as that belief only affects the person who's holding it so that's what relativists and people who abide by this typically would say is that if someone's beliefs don't affect you then you should have nothing to do with them let them have them it's true to them it's true to who they are. It's true then because of that. So you can't go and say anything about what they're doing. And I I really get what's going on here. And I sympathize with what people try to do when they do that. But I think when we end up doing that, it gets us into some real dicey and risky territory. So I'm just going to start by saying that if you get nothing else out of this episode of this podcast and want to continue abiding by some sort of relativistic stance, do so with caution. I'm going to advocate that I think it's better for all of us if we go and don't live based off of relativism. But if that's a bit too far of a stretch for anyone who's listening, just take the fact that it can't be stretched very far. Because when you stretch relativism, you get to the point that we can't decide what's right and wrong in any circumstance whatsoever. Then we're not able to make claims that it's wrong to do certain things. If we stretch relativism too far, then it's no longer wrong to steal, it's no longer wrong to hurt or kill innocent people. When relativism gets stretched, any sort of moral issue becomes something that we can't discuss anymore because it's relative. So whatever you think is right, whatever I think is right, and each of us is entitled to our own opinion, and there's no underlying truth to the situation. And I find it interesting that people use truth and relativism in the same sort of situations because relativism really goes against what truth means. Truth is intimately tied up with reality itself. Truth is an accurate description of reality. If something is true, then it describes things in the way that they are. The statement matches reality if it's true. So that would mean if I were to say, we all live on planet Earth. That statement, last I checked, matches the reality of the way things are. I don't think any of us are living on a different planet. And if we are, then, well, this could be the first podcast to go to some other planet. So that would be pretty neat. But the fact of the matter is that truth accurately describes things truth doesn't have to do with the fact that it's a belief that we hold very closely or it's an opinion truth is something that is very much just tied up within the nature of the world and how things go about but while truth works in regards to that nature of the world It's not just tied up with empirical things that we can prove through evidence or science or something like that. It's not all sorts of statements like, I'm on planet Earth right now, we're on planet Earth. You can also have truth very much about emotions that you have and feelings. Like, if I were to say that I'm hungry right now, that's a true statement. I would like to eat. That's probably something I'll be doing here soon. And truth can be applied in those situations as well. And I think that that's the area that typically we draw the idea of relative truth, is that it's related to feelings or something like that. But truth about feelings is still truth. Because if I say that I feel a certain way, and I actually do feel that way, then that's a true statement. Now, if I make a claim that because I feel this way, then something other comes from that, that's stretching the bounds a little bit because then we're presenting a different type of situation where it's not necessarily based on the fact that, yes, I have this feeling. That's true. It's saying that because of this type of feeling, it changes the nature of the world, which isn't how things work. So I titled this episode, The Illusion of Relative Truth, because when we get tied up with thinking that truth is related to feelings, which there is truth to feelings, but if we place too much emphasis on that, then we start falling into the realm of relativism. And it's something that can look really nice because then it allows everyone to have their own ideas and beliefs and we can all get along nice and happy without problems in theory, which normally isn't how it works out anyway. But That's not quite how truth works. You notice that when I described what relativism was, I said it was the belief that reality affects different people in different ways and understanding reality is up for unique personal interpretation. But if reality affects different people in different ways, and then we can go ahead and combine the relative and truth and try to put those words together, we end up with a bit of a problem. Because if we combine relative and truth, you end up with relative truth, which means that truth is dependent on the different ways that people interpret reality. But while reality can be perceived differently, and we'll get to talking about that a little more in a second, reality doesn't actually happen differently for different people. Reality just happens the way that it does. We go about reality in different ways, but reality still is what it is for me, for you, for everyone involved in a situation. All of us are in the same reality. And if we start trying to describe reality in different ways and say that it affects each one of us differently, we start running into some problems relative truth is the statement that each of us gets to decide our own truth. I'm using air quotes around the word truth there, and you'll see why in a second. So each of us gets to decide our own type of truth and see what we believe, and that defines what truth is. If that statement is true, that each of us gets to decide what's true, then I can decide that that statement isn't true. It's a little easier if I was illustrating this right now, but as I'm talking, it's kind of hard to show you something at the same time. What I'm saying there is if we want to say that relative truth is a fact about reality, that means that someone abiding by relative truth could say, well, I don't believe in relative truth, therefore it's not true. And that causes a problem. Because then relative truth can coexist with relative truth not existing, which means that statements then have to be true across the board no matter what for some people, but not for others. And it just starts getting into a big, complicated mess when you look at it like that, because relative truth, in order to be accepted, has to be taken as an absolute truth. In order for relative truth to exist, there has to be one absolute truth principle of relative truth, which contradicts relative truth existing in the first place, which is why this becomes a problem. In order to advocate for relative truth, you have to advocate for an absolute truth. But if you're, rel- if you're advocating for relative truth, then you can't advocate for absolute truth unless you come out and say that, well, some things are absolute and some things are relative. But where do we then draw that line? Because if we start deciding, okay, some things are absolute, some things aren't, where does the line get drawn? That line different people would draw in different places and it doesn't have any coherent place to be drawn now maybe there's some people who disagree with me on this and if so by all means let me know because i'd be love i'd just love to hear any ideas because that'd be great i can learn more then. but i don't see a way to keep relative truth but then still subscribe to some absolute truths And have any harmony of ideas within that situation. It just doesn't seem to work. It's a bit of a complicated situation. But it's something that we like to try to do because different people experience the world in different ways. So we want to try to find a way to deal with that and explain how different people hold different values and things like that in a way that doesn't straight up say anyone is wrong. And I think that there's a better way that we can do that. And I think that that's to avoid the situation of relative truth and relativism and rather understand things from a sense of perspectivism. So rather than relativism, I think we should go with perspectivism. And what I mean when I say perspectivism is that each person's view of reality, not the reality itself, but their view of it is different because of the different experiences. And because of these experiences, we go through reality differently. So that means that while we all exist in the same one situation and the same world, we all go through it in a way that is very, very much not the same. So we each have, obviously, a sort of different life, sort of different life experiences, and that causes us to view things differently and see them in a different regard, but that doesn't change the situation that we're actually in. A great example of this would actually be something we discussed in one of my classes the other day, and this would be that we're in a situation where a movie is being shot in a city, and there's a guy who's the actor in it who's going about, and for the purpose of the movie, this guy is, let's say, a guy with a bloody knife walking around for some purpose so that they can film the movie correctly. Now, that's the reality of the situation, is that there's a movie being set, an actor with a fake bloody knife going around. Now, say if we were to walk up to the movie set and not notice that there's cameras or something like that, we would view the situation thinking, oh, no, wait, there's someone there who's going on and attacking people. He has a bloody knife. That's not good. I need to call the police. And that's a situation where your perspective made it seem different than it was but that didn't change the reality of the situation that was actually at hand. And I think that often we should try to make sure that we know that this sort of situation can go on in many different areas of life. It's not likely that you're going to go up to a movie set and see something that's going on and think it's different, but we do that with different little things in reality and day-to-day life all of the time. But if we understand from a sense of perspectivism that people will view these different things in different ways, that allows us to still respect other people's beliefs and respect what other people are understanding for themselves, but still hold the sense of what that actual reality is and the situation that we're all experiencing together. Perspectivism doesn't get into the problem that different people have different truths. It accepts the fact that different people have different opinions and will hold a respect for those opinions, but it also knows that there is a singular truth behind the whole situation. So that means that there is a sense of absolute truth in the world. The world runs in a way where reality is what it is. And absolute truth, it is a description that perfectly matches what reality is. And I get that that's a really high standard. In order to find absolute truth, we have to have something that perfectly matches. That's a really hard thing to do to get something that's perfect. But that's what the goal is. The goal is to discover truth. We want to go in and we want to take those opinions that different people are having and have those different ideas go and work together and strive after discovering what truth is and what reality and life is. That's something that we want to be doing. And in order to do that, you have to engage in people that have different views of reality and different understandings but while doing so you all have to acknowledge that the way that I've viewed and experiences things very much affects the way that I understand things and if I want to find a true understanding then we have to work and work together and be cooperative to get to that sort of situation. And this requires knowing that your perception could be wrong. We're not always right. We like to hold these beliefs and often try not to question them too hard because if you start questioning things, there's a chance that maybe You'll have been wrong about something and that's not something that we want to do. We want to stay away from being wrong. But we have to be willing to let ourselves be wrong. When seeking truth, often you'll find so much more truth in somewhere where you previously were wrong than in somewhere where you were actually right. Because if you're right, you don't see any need to keep pursuing you think you understand things you think you know what's going on and that's a barrier to actually finding truth as a whole if we want to go and seek out truth we have to hold our beliefs in somewhat of a suspense where we don't necessarily take them as being wrong but we have to know that there's a potential that they don't completely match truth. And if we want to live life better, it works best to do so from a way where we live a life that is true and have a true and accurate understanding of things. Because if we don't know what's true, then how do we know that anything we're doing is actually of any value? If I didn't think that anything that I was saying is true, then everything that we're going about here with this whole podcast really doesn't have any value. And now I'm not saying definitively that everything I'm saying in this is true. I'm willing to hold the belief that some of what I'm telling you isn't entirely true. I know that I'm not right about everything. I have plenty of examples of that in my life. I want to learn to be more right. I want to learn to be more true. And I'm trying to share that information that I'm learning with you as well. And that could very well mean that at some point in your life, you hold a belief that you think is true that's completely contradictory with something that you previously believed to be true. And hopefully we're moving in the right direction here and actually moving towards truth, which can be somewhat difficult to know. Truth as an idea is simple. Truth as an idea makes sense. We just, okay, we got to match reality Done, easy. The hard question is what really does match reality? And I can tell you that just from the fact that people have disagreed on that for thousands of years, it's probably not something that we can just answer overnight or over the almost two months that we've been doing in this podcast so far. It's something that takes a lot of effort to go and find, and it takes a lot to seek after truth. Truth is another one of those things that we can't just hope comes to us. It might. It very well could. There might be someone who shows up in your life, tells you something that is profoundly true, just out of the blue and out of nowhere, but more often than not, if we want to find truth, we have to go and find truth. We have to go and evaluate the different ideas that people have, evaluate the different understandings, and figure out what understandings best match reality. What understandings say things as they are And work towards actually getting us closer to truth. Because that's what we want, is to draw closer to truth. We can't live life without truth. You can try. But I would say that without truth, life is immensely more difficult because then we're left in a sea of ideas of different understandings and different ways to do things, and we can be overwhelmed. The world can be a very, very overwhelming place, and if we don't have something to root us in and ground us in a way, how do we expect to go through life without just being tossed from one place to another by the waves in the sea of all the different things that people believe. And I think that there is a certain amount of being tossed around that's good. Being uncomfortable and feeling like maybe I've been wrong and I need to go with this current instead of that one. That's a good thing to experience. But I think we should do it from a ship rather than just being in the sea on our own. And what I mean when I pull up this metaphor of a ship is not necessarily that you need to build some big structured thing and go through life in that regard. What I mean is that we need to not just let ourselves be thrown about. We need to retain control Over what's going on. And we can only retain the control. If we're the ones directing the guide. If we're the ones directing the path to truth. Directing the quest to truth. If we want to put it that way. Imagine going on a quest for truth. That's what we want to be doing in life. We want to hold the reins of our search for truth and go into life and try to find it. I think it can be found. I don't think it's the sort of thing that's just impossible to deal with and impossible to find. There's some people that will hold that belief. I think that the way that reality works is in a way that we can understand it. I think reality can be understood, and it can be understood truthfully. We might not be able to understand it perfectly, but we can work towards that. That's the path and the journey. One of the many journeys in life that never ends is the search for truth. It's so what I'm doing, hopefully, in every day of my life, I want to, I try to, I hope that's what you're doing as well. I hope it's part of why you're listening to this podcast is that we want to go somewhere in life. And in order to go anywhere, we have to have a grounding. Truth is the grounding of life. It would have made perfect sense for me to start this whole podcast by talking about truth. And in a way, it's what we have been talking about the whole time, and it's what we're going to continue talking about for the rest of the podcast, however long it lasts, hopefully a really long time, but that's our goal. In the midst of seeking life, we're going to also go and seek truth, because seeking truth is seeking life. Thank you for listening to Seeking Life this week. I hope you're enjoying what you're listening to. If you are, please subscribe and leave a review. We'll be back again next week to keep on seeking life together. Thank you again, guys.